Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Netflix Life, a streaming TV podcast from Fansided. I'm Bryce Olin. I'm joined by a co-host, Cody Schultz. We've got a special episode for you today. The Kissing Booth 3 is now streaming on Netflix, and uh, we're going to talk about the third movie. There will be some spoilers. So if you haven't seen the new movie, go watch it, then come back and listen to the podcast. Um, we've got some good stuff. But first, uh, we just also wanted to remind everyone that Riverdale season five is back on the CW and outside of the U.S. on Netflix on August 11th. And we talked about it on the last episode of the podcast. So if you need a little bit of a refresher on Riverdale season five, that's the episode for you. So Cody, I know you're excited for Riverdale. I'm excited. Everyone's excited. Yeah, I am. I'm like pumped that it's finally back. It's just, it seemed like such a long break. And the fact that we're finally getting new episodes, I think it's, it's just gonna be nice. I'll be curious to see like what it does for the ratings because like this long break, like I'm curious to see like how many fans like even remember it's coming back tonight. Yeah. That this season didn't end in the spring and then it's just going to come back in October. No, that's not happening. We're going to get a lot of Riverdale for the rest of the year. So that's, that's the good news. Attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new Lawnmower 4.0. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. Ready for an out-of-the-world experience? Look no further than the Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped that has taken off in not only the US, but in Canada, the UK, all across Europe, Australia, South Africa, and Singapore. Inside the package, you'll find their launch Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold your whole solar system. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. I guess let's just let's talk about the kissing booth three now. All right. So where did the kissing booth two leave off, Cody? Yeah. So it's been it's been a while. So, of course, that nice little refresher. This movie, the second movie definitely ended with like a lot of like cliffhangers, which is where they kind of set up for season uh, season three, the third movie in the franchise. We kind of had Elle and Lee, as well as Marco and Rachel, had just graduated high school. And so it was kind of like school's ended. Now we're looking ahead to summer and, gra- and to like college and all that. The big plot twist was like Elle had gotten accepted into Harvard and Berkeley. And so it kind of left her with that thing of like, does she decide to go to Harvard and follow Noah and kind of go with like her boyfriend? Or does she stick with like her childhood pack and like go to the same school as Lee and going to Berkeley and all that? And so it kind of puts like that thing of like, what's going to be your decision? Who's she going to let down? Like, because obviously one of the two brothers is going to feel let down no matter which show, uh, which school she chooses to go to. And so it kind of left off where the, you know, the Kissing with Three picks up where it's like the summer, she's now faced with this decision. She's got to figure out which college she's doing. Who does she choose? And there's also that love tension thing because we had you know, she was very much with Noah when this, the movie ended, but there was still like that thing of like Marco and the final clips, like not ready to give up, like that he's like still got those feelings that from like that movie. And so they kind of set that lingering thought of like, who will she choose? There were a lot of questions to be answered in this movie. 
Yeah, and they answered them. I guess I liked the setup of it. I like the, you know, post-graduation. I think that that time, you know, where people are deciding where to go to school, they're like moving on from new friends uh, or <laughs> moving on from old friends, making new friends. Uh, I almost messed that up. But yeah, it's uh, it, it was a good place to start. I don't know if the execution was perfect. We'll talk about that in a minute, but I guess it all comes down to what does Elle choose to do and who does she choose? So we're getting into some spoiler territory. So I'll kick it back to you so you can, you can describe this, this element of her choice. Yeah. The, the big question definitely going into this, like who does Elle choose? And it's like, technically she doesn't choose anyone. Like she doesn't to preface it for those who haven't watched it yet, like it ends with a six year time jump. But before the time jump, Noah breaks up with Elle and like, I don't want to hold you back and be like the reason you don't like pursue your dream. And like that you just feel like the need to go to Harvard because I'm going to Harvard and all that. So they kind of break up. She like breaks up like Marco's still there, like lingering. And she's like, look, it's just not working. Like it's not almost like the not you, it's me kind of thing. So he yeah. goes off like to pursue music in New York and all that. We do this six year time jump. Elle went to um, USC to study like video games. And so she kind of chose herself was like the, sim- like the, like the summed up mm-hmm. in that. Like she chooses herself. Like she goes to neither school. She goes to this one to pursue hers. And then like they tease at the end, like after this time jump, that like maybe she's going to get back together with Noah. Like they reunite at like the school carnival where it all started. And they kind of like are seeing the very final scene before the movie fades to black is them riding like motorcycles on like one of the roads there. And so it's like they leave it very open ended. Yeah, it was very open ended. It was like the opposite of To All the Boys, the third movie, which I guess spoilers if you haven't seen that, but they told you exactly what was going to happen. You know, they gave the reasons why. And this movie, it kind of did the opposite. And then they did the weird time jump. And I was kind of like, and then I saw them riding motorcycles very dangerously (laughs) along this like (laughs) California highway. Like that was the the weirdest part, I think, about the whole ending. I think that I would have liked it better if they would have just ended it like, you know, how... So at the very end, like Elle and Noah meet at like the school carnival and like there's the kissing booth and it like for a moment you think like, oh, are they going to do the kissing booth again? Because that would have made sense. And I thought that that's what they were going to do. And then instead of just like doubling down on the trope, which they, you know, did several times throughout the whole movie series, they did like a different trope (laughs) and had them just like look at each other longingly from afar, which was fine. But then I thought that was the end. And then then they do the motorcycle thing. And I'm just like, I would have liked it better if they would have just ended it a little bit earlier. So I guess the question is, did the ending miss the mark for you? It did a little bit for me. Yeah, I don't tend to give like negative reviews often, but I really was let down by this one. I kind of was anticipating, maybe it's just like I'm used to like predictability, so to speak, with like some of the rom-com stuff. So it's like you almost like anticipate and want that happy ending, so to speak. And I mean, technically they get it, but it just like was the way it was just kind of like weird. Like they break up, then we do this random six year time jump. We find out like Rachel and Lee got back together because they broke up too as well. everyone was breaking up at the rom-com and I'm like, this is very like dark tonally for like a rom-com. It was like, everyone's breaking up right before college and that. And so I just, I don't know. I didn't, it wasn't my favorite ending for a Netflix original. I don't know. I mean, what do you think? (laughs) I think that, yeah, I think you're pretty much right on. I think they could have done some interesting stuff. I got a little confused, like with the timeline of like the breakup with Noah, the fight with Lee, all of that kind of got a little wonky for me. And then like whether she was going to school in the spring like what did she do during the fall you know they kind of like when they leave they kind of left it all kind of in a weird spot 
but yeah, I think I would have liked it better if they just did like the, what everyone was expecting to, and just did the whole kissing booth thing again. Like what if he was waiting for her at the kissing booth or whatever? And then it would have just like, I don't know, made a little bit more um, sense, I guess. I didn't, I didn't hate the ending necessarily because I feel like that choose like her choosing herself was like what we wanted her to do the whole time a little bit. I think like I kind of assumed that this might happen where she would not go with Noah, Marco or Lee and she would be like, I'm going to do my own thing, which she did. And that was good. But then it was just kind of weird. I guess that's like, like, I don't know really how to feel about it. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I definitely agree there too. Cause like, that was my one thing with like this movie. I almost, I don't want to say I was like rooting against Noah, but like there was like so many times where it was like when she picked something like the, the angle. And so I do think it was smart. Like they made it to where it was like, she put herself first, like at the end and like decided mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to go to school because I made a promise. Like my best friend is like a little kid or because my boyfriend's going here. Like I'm going to pursue something that I'm passionate about. And I think that was really the win of the story. I think it was just like when you go into like the rom-com and like, it's been so heavy, like the love triangles and all that, you just almost like expect the lead to end up with somebody like definitively. Uh-huh. And I just felt like they did like hint that they were going to do something, but it just felt like awkward because I couldn't get a sense either of like when they came together at that six year time jump, like was that the first time they had seen each other? Cause it was like very unclear to yes. me. Yes. So that's what I want to talk about. Cause I thought that too. And I just remembered. So assuming, I mean, obviously like there's a lot of people like, you know, your friends from high school go and do whatever, but like there's a lot of time in six years and they can easily have like met up with each other their families are like best friends. So you're going to tell me that for Christmas, neither of them came home together or like, you know, they haven't seen each other in six years or or like that's, it just felt kind of weird. Right. Like the fact, like, I feel like that she would have, how she left it with Lee, like that they would have, at least talked right like i don't know it just felt really weird it was too long like to go six years like do like two or three years and i'm like All right, i can believe that six years i'm like what you guys don't text you don't facetime ever like i don't i don't know you're not following them on instagram or twitter i don't know yeah i think that's like the fact that they made it so clear that like Elle was kind of like raised by their mom. Like they even have like a sweet scene there in the movie where like she like writes her the note and all that. So it's like, and I think they hinted too that like her and Lee stayed in touch over college. Like they made that kind of clear. So it's like, how do you avoid like Noah for six years? Like when they're brothers and when you're like their best, (laughs) you're basically a surrogate part of this family. How do you not see him in any way? That felt like very weird to me. Yeah. And maybe they did see each other. And then this was just, they hadn't seen each other in a while or something, but it just felt like, you know, from like an, like aesthetic, like perspective, I guess I'm trying to talk, but I can't, they didn't really look that different. That was the other part. Like they didn't really age him up. Um, and that kind of felt weird. Like it looked like that they literally were just the same, except for one of the characters has a shorter haircut. Like that's honestly what it felt like. And I don't know like how to get over that part of it. It's not a huge deal, obviously, but it's just, it just felt sort of foreign for this movie series. Like it didn't feel like those last few minutes felt like, it, like they were not this movie. And it felt like the brothers were strangers too. If we could just say <laughs> they didn't talk in six years. Also, they were like, cool. You got engaged sick the wedding's gonna be nice (laughs) i know i'm so glad you said that because i was picking up on that too i'm like this just seems like it just felt out of sorts for the movie i think was like the biggest problem i had with the ending it was just because i mean it's not i'm not opposed to like time jumps as a way of like catching Mm -hmm. fans up like after the happy ending we see it with a lot like in tv shows where like in the series finale they'll do like the big final scene but then you get like a little fast forward of like 
some key moments that happened and all that. And it just felt like awkward to like six year time jump. Suddenly they, like they set it back at the school thing. So I was like, they tied it back like to where they had the fair and like mm-hmm. they had that nice little nod to the kissing booth that started it all. I don't know. I just felt like there was a miss, like just a big miss there. I just feel like it almost left me wanting more after that moment. Like I was like, yeah. wait a minute, like what's happening next? Yeah, like that's what I'm like. I want the prequel. I want. I want to know what happened in the six years. Like that's what I'm wondering because I didn't get a good sense of that, and I felt like that they were sort of strangers. Which maybe that's what they wanted you to think that they hadn't. But like, I want to know why they didn't talk in six years or whatever. But I think that they were saying that they did talk, and I don't know. So I'm just confused. I guess that it all leads me to. Um, I mentioned, you know, you want to know what happened. I want to know what happened. Is there going to be a kissing booth for? Would you watch that? I'm like hesitant to answer like, just because I like the way the movie ended, I probably would say yes, because I'm like, I need to know what happened. Like I need answers to some of these big questions. It doesn't look like there's any current plans in place from Netflix. It seems like this mm-hmm. was designed to be maybe a trilogy and all that. So this was going to be the final movie. We know they filmed the second and third one back to back. And it's kind of been like crickets. I don't know if they'd get the cast back, but it felt like they definitely left things very open ended to where like they could do a fourth movie between like the time jump. And we've got these missing six years of like what exactly happened. Then they tease like the whole wedding with like Lee and Rachel engaged. They kind of drop it like the wedding's coming up. So it's like, I feel like they could do something there. And then they just have that big tease of like the Lee and L. I mean, not the Lee, the Noah and L reunion there with like them riding motorcycles into the sunset. So it's like, <laughs> it feels like they closed the book, but they left it open to where like, if Netflix wanted to do more, their story, like they can go to. Yeah, which I mean, I don't know. I mean, who knows what will happen? Also, I uh, like I was just thinking, you know, I think they filmed this in South Africa with like what the pandemic. I think it was South Africa. I could be wrong. Um, but with the pandemic and everything, there's a lot of I don't know. It would be interesting to see what they could do. I don't know if um, I think it's Beth Recalls. Is she going to write another book? Um, I think it was always meant to be a trilogy. I'm pretty sure about that. There's definitely when you leave something open ended, it's always like the possibility is there to revisit. You know, who knows? They could even do it down the line. Maybe there's they come back together. Like, give me 10 years later. What's Joey King doing? She's still working with Netflix. I'm pretty sure because that's she signed an exclusive deal. So you could do 10 years later after the six years. So it's 16 years since high school. And maybe they're together and they have kids and their kids are like doing the whole kissing booth thing. I don't know. Like, there you go. There's a, that's a, that's a good place to start. I guess we mentioned, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, you mentioned location. So I just have to ask, did you find the storyline with the beach house, like a little like strange? I also noticed that. And that was uh, like, yeah, like that they had to clean it. And it's like, if the people are just going to tear it down, why do you need to clean it? That's like, I'm trying to imagine like a price tag on that house. But I would imagine that that's like in the tens of millions. So it's hard for me to feel bad. You know what I mean? Like, why would you sell it in the first place? Like, if you have that much money, you can do kind of whatever you want, I think, with your home and your property. And like, you don't have to sell because there's a developer coming and they're just going to tear down your house. It's like, I don't think that they would do that, (laughs) but maybe. Yeah, it just felt strange to me because I'm like, even like the the wall where they had like marked like their growth over the years, like, you know, how they etch Mm -hmm. in like the heights. Yes, yes, yes. That was Mm -hmm. a huge storyline of like, you know, when Lee eventually made the step of painting over it because he had to, it was like, if you like, we're going to demolish it, like, why Why? not leave it? Like now they keep keep (laughs) the house at the end. So it's like, you just painted over your memories for nothing, basically. It just was another like random thing that just, I don't know, caught me off guard. And so when you said location, I'm like, I got to get Bryce's thoughts on this. (laughs) 
Yeah, I did think that when I was watching, I was like, why are they doing this if it's for the house that's going to be demolished? Yeah. Why would you tear the house down? It's very nice. I don't know. Um, I guess, do you want to see a Marco spinoff? Because that was, I feel like of all the things that happened, the most interesting thing in the last few minutes was him being like, I'm going to go pursue, pursue music in New York City. And I was like, there it is. That's how the kissing booth for Marco's journey or whatever. Like they, that's the perfect way to spin this into like, or yeah, just spin it off. What do you think? Yeah, it was funny because I'm like, maybe that's just like the mindset I get into now when I watch these shows. I'm like thinking of <laughs> opportunities for like spinoffs and, and like sequels. It's all about the business. <laughs> but it really was like, we got too much of an in-depth story about like what he was going to be doing. And then he never appears in the flash forward sequence. So we get mm-hmm. like an update on other people, but I don't, I don't think we got any mention. I know he doesn't appear and I don't think we got a mention. So it's like, that seems like a perfect jumping off spot. And we know Netflix is now looking to do spinoffs of some of their popular franchises because we do know they're developing the to all the boys sequel uh, or spinoff series centering around Laura Jean's younger sister Kitty and so it's like if they're going to do something with like that kind of a character I feel like no like disrespect like Kitty I love her as a character but I feel like Marco has more like fans like people were cheering him he was part mm-hmm. of the love triangle so I feel like that would be a natural fit for them to do a movie or they could even do it as a series like if they're wanting to do mm-hmm. something because moving to New York just like <laughs> do music like that can be six episodes like they could turn that into a show Marco in New York yeah that's I was gonna say Emily in Paris is there like a slant rhyme here like Mark in New York or something like that he he drops the O from his name and just goes <laughs> he's Mark with a C now did you also catch and I might be remembering this wrong but in the last scene with Noah and L he says like yeah I'm gonna be like a, a partner or whatever he does for work and I have an option I can pick New York or LA and I thought hmm, what if you pick New York? And then it's like, can we catch up with these people later? Like, are they going to join the spinoff? Or like, oh, they're like at the bar that Marco's playing his music at or something like that. I was just like, that's like where my mind jumped. That, he said New York, right? Yeah, he said New York. Yeah, I, I forgot yeah. about that. But yeah, because it's it felt like very like tongue in cheek, like another hint, like why drop a city like that you just told us the other character <laughs> went to if there's not some kind of hopes or plans. Um, yeah. It'll be interesting to see. I think, I think a fourth movie or some kind of continuation would be good just because I wasn't a big fan of the ending. So having like something else, like an extra chapter somehow, I think would be a good way mm-hmm. to end it. I think fans will still enjoy Like It's still a good movie. Um, it just wasn't what I anticipated, maybe. Yeah, definitely. I feel like maybe we missed that a little bit at the beginning when we were talking about the ending, because the ending was like, you know, the last thing that you see, and it kind of leaves a bad taste in your mouth. At least it did for me. But like the rest of the movie was like, okay. I mean, like you had like some pretty solid breaks in the action and like some good moments. You had like the Noah... L like dance and like the weird restaurant thing that she worked at. Um, the Mario Kart was fun. Like there's a lot of fun movies, the the house parties, like all that is kind of fun. And then you had the drama with like the stepmom or your girlfriend or whatever. But uh yeah, all that is there were some good moments that were drama packed, but the ending was just like, what? <laughs> Yeah, so it, it'll be an interesting. I'll be curious to see what the fan reception is like as the re- the reactions start to trickle out now. Um, yeah, see how it goes. But I don't know. I'm I'm indifferent on this one. Yeah, same. Well, we're out of time. We'll keep you guys posted on the Kissing Booth four or the Kissing Booth spinoff about Marco that needs to happen. But um, thanks everyone for listening, and we'll see you next time. 
Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big. 